to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you by Rev. Bright Nkrumah, the senior pastor of the Kodesh Family Church, Bronx North. He is an anointed pastor and teacher of the Word of God, affecting many lives. Now get ready to be transformed by this message. Father, we are grateful and thankful for the opportunity to hear your word. We pray, Lord, that you give us of your spirit to minister to us. We thank you, Lord, for a beautiful day. We thank you for a great day. We thank you, Lord, for the prophet that you have given to us. We pray, Lord, that you will always place in our hearts that desire to honor. May we never be the children who dishonor. But may we always honor that we receive the blessings that comes to children who honor. That we receive long life in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for this moment. We pray, Father, that your spirit will guide us through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Wonderful. Awesome. Well, uh, like I said, um, our message is how to honor someone by thinking properly. Amen. How to honor someone by thinking properly. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Wonderful. So our scripture, we are taking it from Mark chapter 6 and verse 2. Mark chapter 6 and verse number 2. We are reading to verse 5. Mark chapter 6, verse 2 to 5. It says, and when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many hearing him were astonished, saying, From whence hath this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him, that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands? Is not this the capital, the son of Mary? the brother of James and Joseph and of Judah and Simon, and are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house. Mm. And he could there do no mighty work, save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. Hallelujah. Amen. Say amen. Amen. Wonderful. So I said, if you have your book, turn with me to chapter four. That is where we are reading from. And um, those who honor you. Now, you can show honor without giving something physical to the person. There is no just one way of showing honor. You can show honor to someone by not giving, not giving. True. Okay, this type of honor is what Bishop calls in this book, honoring without substance. Amen. Honoring without substance. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So here we see Jesus marveled about how he was not honored. Mm. See, he, he, he was amazed by how he was not honored. Mm. What did 
his lack of honor consists of. Here in this scripture that we just read, he says that they did not honor him and they began to question. They began to ask about his background and then they took offense in him. So his dishonor consisted of people questioning him, people questioning his background, questioning who he is, questioning where he comes from, questioning his parents, his brothers, questioning the family that he belongs to. Mm. His dishonor consisted of people not believing in him. Mercy. They couldn't believe in him. And then they doubted who he was. Hallelujah. Amen. And then finally, they were offended in him. For me. You know, when people begin to analyze you and question you and check into your life, look into what you have done in the past, what, who, who you are, who are your parents, who are your brothers, they will take offense in you if you begin to even share the word of God with them. True, true. You see? So Jesus was not complaining about the people that they didn't give him offerings. They didn't, you know, send him something through zeal. That was not his complaint. <laughs> he was speaking about a different kind of honor. And this is the honor which is done without substance. It's not done with giving. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes, it is this type of honor at this point that Jesus was marveled. The lack of this honor, and it was the absence of this honor that made Jesus make that profound statement that a prophet is not without honor except in his own country. Mercy. And you would think that he was talking about honoring him, like giving him something, you know, doing this for him, building him this, buying him that. That was not what he was talking about. When the prophet was not able to do anything amongst the people, the honor that was missing was the honor without substance. Wow. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. It was the honor without substance. The lack of this type of honor brings the absence of the power from the prophet or from the man of God. People's thoughts about you their doubts about your integrity. Mm. Their doubts about your anointing. Mm. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. The questions they ask about you. Mercy. They are all indications that they don't honor you. Mercy. Hallelujah. Amen. And the lack of this type of honor, when this is absence, when this type of honor is absence, the lack of it is a anointing killer. Mm. Mercy. It kills the anointing. Forgive. It quenches the power of the anointing. Mm. And the Bible says he could there, there, do no mighty work. He couldn't do any mighty work. Not that he, he didn't want to or he wasn't able to, but he just could not. When people dishonor you in this form, you cannot perform any mighty works amongst them. Yeah, Hallelujah. Amen. You know, there are people who benefit from a man of God's ministry. They believe in him. They call him when they are going to do something. They seek him. They pray. They want him to pray for them. You know, they believe in his prayers. They believe in his advice, his counseling. 
they will do exactly what the man of God will say because they believe in him. And they don't question, they don't question him. When did he become a pastor? When is he called? When did he? They will just do exactly what he says. And that God says, when you do that, when you do that, you don't question, you just receive him as a prophet, then you receive a prophet's reward. That means that whatever he pronounces upon you is what will happen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So the people question his background. They fail to believe in him. They question his sincerity, his integrity, and his calling. And that was the dishonor that Jesus Christ noted on that faithful day when he made that strong statement. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, our own prophet, Bishop Dag, he writes that, he says, when I started out in the ministry, I was questioned rigorously and relentlessly. That means people were digging into his life. When he started off in the ministry, they were digging into his life. He said rigorously. They, wanted, they were digging about everything about him. And relentlessly, that means nonstop, every day, he was the topic by the people who listened to him. The same people who would come to his church to listen to him, they were questioning him. They were investigating him. And they asked questions like, who called you? How do you know you are called? Are you a real pastor? Hmm. Do you have the gifts of God? These are questions that people were asking. Yes. Are you not a medical student? Forgive me. Are you not just 25 years old? Forgive me. Are you not proud to call yourself a pastor? Mercy. Who ordained you? Who appointed you? Who do you think you are? Mm. You cannot preach, even, you can't even not preach well. You can't preach well. Forgive. Are you sure God is pleased with you? Are yes. you not an imposter? Are you not proud to call yourself a pastor? Mercy. These are the questions that those who had no honor for him asked him. Mm. They were asking. And he said, sometimes some of these questions, they will come to him directly. Oh. You know, the ministry is not easy. At all. Some people think that Anna is just giving money to someone. There are people who will give you money, but the things that they say about you, the questions that they have in their hearts and in their minds, it shows that they don't honor you. You are preaching. It shows that they don't honor you. You are preaching. Sometimes they say, let's give to the man of God. And there are people who will give, but the things that they will say, it shows that they don't honor you. Sometimes they give big amounts, but the things that they say, it shows that they don't honor you. Even when issues arise and the way they treat you and they handle you, and they, it shows that they don't honor you. You are preaching. All along, they didn't honor you. Even when you advise them, their response to it, it shows that they don't honor you. Mm. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? That's right. So it's not just giving a substance that shows honor. You must learn about the honor that can be ministered to a person without necessarily giving something physical to the person. And this is the honor that is not by giving money. It's not the honor that is by giving a shirt or a pair of shoes to someone. <laughs> so let's look at several ways you can honor someone without necessarily 
giving him substance. Is that good? Yes, Rev. Tell us. So first, now it is important to know what Anna actually is. Okay. It is important to know because if you don't even know what is an Anna, how can you honor someone? Exactly. So here, he said, to honor someone is to think well of him. Amen. To think well of him. Mm. To hail him. To hail the person. Amen. And or to praise him. That is to honor a person. Amen. So questioning a person, suspecting him mm. or suspecting her, mm. distrusting a person, doubting his words, and disbelieving his prophecies mean that you do not honor him. You are preaching. You are when preaching. you are suspecting, when you are always full of suspect, mm. questioning, Mercy. and disbelieving, it shows that you do not honor him. Mm. A son therefore honors his father when he praises him. So anyone who is praising his pastor, is praising his father, it's a sign that you are praising, you, you honor the person. Hallelujah. Wow. And when you honor a person mm. without substance, it is very easy to honor the person with substance. Oh, yeah. Do you know that? Yes, right. Yeah. When a son dishonors his father, he accuses him. He blames him. He denounces him. He reproaches him. He disgraces him. He humiliates him and he rejects him. You know, I mean, there are many sons who dishonor their parents. Mercy. Mercy. They write about them. Oh. You know, they write a lot of things on Facebook about them. Forgive. You know, it's a sign that you don't honor. Yeah, on WhatsApp. You know, and and, and wh whatever you, whatever happens, if you honor a person, you honor a person. True. True. Nothing can make you change now about a person. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes, right. Yes. Teaching us deeper truths. So Acts chapter 28 and verse 10. Acts chapter 28 and verse 10. You are reading verse 1. Verse 1 to 10. Acts chapter 28, verse 1. It says, and when they were escaped, Acts, Acts, the book of Acts or Acts, Mm -hmm. Acts 28, verse 1. He said, And when they were escaped, then they knew that the island was called Melida. And the barbarous people showed us not, no little kindness, for they kindled the fire and received us, everyone, because of the present rain and because of the cold. Mm. And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks, and lay them on the fire, there came a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. Mercy. Now, I hope you all remember the story we are reading. Yes. You know, this is when Paul, you know, he has come before Agrippa, he has come before all these other kings, and they were taken to Festus, and, and now they were taking him to Rome to meet Caesar, okay? And along the, the when they were on the, on the ship, as they were sailing to Rome, there was a tempest storm. There was a great storm that really tormented, almost killed them. And finally, they landed on this island called Melida. And then they got off the ship, and then they came to meet these people. And then Paul is talking about the events, some of the events that happened there. He says, and when the barbarous 
barbarians saw the venomous disease, so they kindled fire for them. They lighted some fire because it was cold. And Paul gathered some sticks and then he added to the fire, like making a fireplace, you know, add some wood to the fire to just keep it burning. And out of the heat, there's a viper, a snake came out and fastened on Paul's hand mm. and was hanging on Paul's hand. And then he says, and when the barbarians saw the venomous beast hang on his hand, they said among themselves, no doubt this man is a murderer. Whom though he had escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffereth not to live. You see, so there are some people, when they see a man of God go through some difficulty, when they see a man of God is experiencing some challenges in life, then automatically they, are, they, they just come to conclusion that he's not anointed. Look at all the things that are happening to him. Look at this. And they make a certain mind about him. Preach. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? They form, even when a, a man of God goes through divorce, then the people are talking all kinds, or they hear the man of God is having disagreement with his wife. His children are becoming some way. His children are doing this. This is happening in his family. Then they come to conclusion and make all kinds of assessments and form certain minds about him. Amen. And so these people, when they saw this snake around Paul's hand, they said, no doubt this man is a murderer. Whom though he had escaped the sea, that means that the sea was even trying to kill him. And the tempest, the storm that they were experiencing was all because of him. Mercy. And he managed to escape, but vengeance will not allow him to live. Look, this has not come to fasting on his hand. So look at the suffering that Paul was going through, and this is their conclusion. You see. And Paul, and he says, and he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm. How be it they looked when he should have swollen. So they were waiting. They were, wait, they were looking at him patiently to see that he's going to swell up because they know that this time he cannot escape. The viper has bitten him. The viper came on his hand. He has bitten him. Now when the snake bites you, the poison gets into your body, gets into the blood and starts causing inflammation and then you, that's what you die from. So they were looking upon him and waiting to see him swell up. So he says, how be it they look when he should have swollen or fallen down dead suddenly. But after they had looked a great while and saw no harm come to him, ah. they changed their minds ah. and said, that he was a God. Hallelujah. That he was a God. They changed their mind and said that he was a God. A God. In the same quarters where possessions of the chief man of the, in the same quarters where possessions of the chief man of the island, that means the Obontia of the island, where this happened, in around the area, he also had his own estate whose name was Publius, who received us and lodged us there three days, catchiously, do you see? And it came to pass that the father of Publius lay sick of a fever mm. and of a bloody flux. Mm. Fever and a bloody flux. Bloody flux is dysentery, bloody diarrhea. 
that you are bleeding blood. And when you are bleeding blood, you are going, you are dying. You see that you have to rush to the hospital quickly. Mm. You understand? Don't stay home and think that this is like blade has cut your finger and it's going to stop. <laughs> okay. So it says he was having fever and of a bloody flask. To whom Paul entered in and prayed and laid his hands on him and healed him. Hallelujah. Wow. Powerful. Hallelujah. Amen. So when this was done, others also which had diseases in the island came and were healed. Amen. Are you seeing what I'm showing you here? Yes. You see, when your mind is changed about a person, mm. when your mind now is formed about the prophet, many miracles are coming. Amen. I believe it. Many miracles are coming. They could have locked in their minds that he is a murderer and something is trying to kill him and they would have all left. And they would have missed on all these powerful miracles from the prophet. So it says, so when this was done, others also which had diseases in the island came and were healed. Mm. And now listen, who also honored us with many honors. Wow. 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 And when we departed, they loaded us with such things as were necessary. Three. So, so when your minds are changed, when your mind about the person is changed, it's very easy to honor the person. Truth. Do you see? It's very easy to say good things about the person. Perhaps people now just took off to town and they were telling people, look, this guy who was on the ship who almost died, he's a powerful guy. That is why he didn't die. It was because of him that all the people on the ship did not die. It was because of, now they have changed their minds. Instead of saying that the seas was trying to kill him, the storm was trying to kill him, now they are saying different things about him. A God, a God. And they are calling him a God uh, who saved all the people. And now look at that. Because of that, because now they are receiving him as a prophet in the name of a prophet, powerful things or the gifts of prophets are happening to him. Amen. To them. Hallelujah. So to dishonor someone is to accuse, to blame, to denounce, to reproach, to disgrace or to humiliate. Mercy. to disrespect and to condemn the person. So the Apostle Paul was initially denounced. Mm. He was disrespected. Mm. He was condemned as a murderer on the island of Melida mm. or Malta. Initially, the people thought that Paul was a murderer. Mm. They suspected he was a very evil man with a terrible history of gruesome murderers in his background. Mm. Do you see? Now, such evil thoughts about the person will never make you honor him. Oh, yes. When you have such evil thoughts, you will never honor the person. True. It is because the people have negative thoughts about some pastors that they are not receiving anything. <laughs> are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? That's right. Some people, they have negative thoughts about their pastor. And because of that, they don't receive anything. When the pastor is preaching, they understand it in a different way. They make different assessments. They form all kinds of things. Even when the pastor chooses a scripture, the scripture from the Bible, they will say that it's because of me that the pastor is using this scripture. That means it's because of you that God wrote this scripture in the Bible. Now, if it is so, then God loves you. That's all. If there's a scripture in the Bible that we quote and it's because of you, then God really loves you. Amen. 
Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. Oh, yes. Because sir. this Bible was written before you and I were born. Oh, yes. Long, long, long. And you have lived a life that has come to apply to the Bible. Hey. It means God loves you. Yes. Alan, do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. You are preaching. Negative thoughts are a clear sign of the absence of honor. Hallelujah. Amen. Wonderful. He says, however, when Paul did not die from the snake bite, they changed their minds. They thought highly of him. They even thought that he could be a god. Wow. Now, when Paul laid hands on Publius' father, a miracle occurred, and Publius' father was healed. Many sick people on the island were brought to Paul and were also healed. Then the good thoughts about Paul abounded. When you have good thoughts, you see, many blessings abound. Yes. I'm telling you, when you have good thoughts, the person prays with his heart. The person prays and he, pray, he cries to the Lord for you. From the bottom. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? When you have good thoughts about a person, it triggers power. It triggers power. Hallelujah. Amen. So many sick folks were healed. And the good thoughts of Paul abounded on the island. Many people saw him as a good person. They thought of him as a man of God. They thought of Paul as a man sent from God. Can you imagine? Their minds were changed. Completely. Say, I have a change of mind. I have a change of mind. Hallelujah. I have a change of mind. They did not question his background. From then on, they didn't question his background. They didn't ask anything about him anymore. From then on, the people of Melida honored Paul. They honored him. They gave to him. You see, up to today, the 21st, we are in the 21st century, and Apostle Paul is still being honored on that island called Malta. Wow. If you go to that island right now, Paul is big on that island up to today. He's honored. Do you see? Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes, sir. When the you, members yes, of a church do not honor the pastor, it makes it look as though there's no anointing upon the pastor. I'm telling you. You understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. I'm saying it again. I say when the members of a church do not honor the pastor, it makes it as though there is no anointing upon the pastor's life. True. They don't receive anything from the pastor. Hallelujah. Members of a church need to honor their pastor so that the power of God on his life will be activated. Hallelujah. Amen. And you must understand that the servant of God is an ordinary man, just like you. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes, the oh, servant yes. of God, Adley, is just like you. No difference. Do you see? God just chooses him and anoints him and uses him through him to do great works in your life. That is all. Hallelujah. Amen. God could have chosen you. God could have chosen her. God could have chosen anyone. But if you honor the one that God has chosen, then God is able to work through him to do great works in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. See, if you honor the man of God that God has given you, or the servant of God, the woman of God that God has given you, Amen. if you honor him because of his or her position as a servant of God. What you are doing is you are honoring the anointing that is upon the person's life. 
Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes, sir. Because outside of the anointing, the person is just like you. The oh, person also has a nine-to-five job, perhaps, just like you. Do you see? The person also eats just like you. True. The person we we just like you. True. You understand what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. So you, you, when you are honoring the person, you are honoring the anointing that is upon the person's life. Amen. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? You are preaching good. That is when the power of God gets to be activated. Amen. Because then what you are saying is that you respect what is upon his life. You respect what God has placed upon him. Mm. And when you do that, what you are doing indirectly is you are honoring God. Amen. Because it is the only thing that has made him different from you. You are preaching. When you acknowledge that, you are acknowledging God. Mm. And then you activate the great works. And that is why when you are not able to acknowledge that, when you are not able to honor that, no mighty works are done in your life. No mighty works are done in your life. Thank you. Hallelujah. Great wisdom. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes, right. So Anna has a lot to do with the way you think about a person. Mm. Anna has a lot to do about with how you think about a person. You see, Bishop is always taking offerings on the flow services. Mm. You see, if you, if you know him, if you don't know him, you know, you will not respond well. Mm-hmm. If you don't know the kind of person he is, if you don't know his heart, you will not respond well. You see, but if you know his heart yeah. towards souls, and if you know his heart towards building the church of God, and you know what he has done, you know, then it makes it easy for you, you know, it makes it easy for you now to flow and to respond well. Do you see? If you know about the souls that have been won through the offerings, a result of the offerings that have been given, if you are aware of that, then suddenly your mind about him changes. True. You are preaching. Your mind towards him will change. I'm telling you. Completely. completely. A lot of times when we are having International Sunday or we are having one of, you know, another prophet and we show certain videos and you see him, you know, going through mud, going through, you know, villages, far, far, far villages, poor places. And he's going and, you know, struggling. There's no light. There's no electricity, no, no toilet on the road. And they are using all kinds of means to just get there to preach. When you see those things, your mind about him changes. Yeah. And it makes you give. Yeah. It makes you give. So it has everything to do with your mind. And I'm saying that once you do that and God sees that, then great works because then now you are receiving him as a prophet. Amen. And you are going to receive the rewards of a prophet. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. When you see that, then you begin to honor him. Mm. You will receive him. You will believe in him. You will believe in his prophecies. And God is able to do great exploits through him in your life. That when he says something, then you believe it. Amen. I believe it. And I am experiencing the blessings. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm experiencing the blessings. 
And I want to encourage you also to have a proper mind about the messenger of God, about the messenger that God has given us, about the messenger that God has given you. When God gives you a messenger, have a proper mind about the person. You see, it was not left to you to choose a man of God. At all. It would have been far easy. I'm telling you. How about that? It would have been very, very easy if God has left to you to choose a servant of God for yourself. Do you understand? But then, you know, I mean, that, I mean, if it was left to you, many people will not be pastors, according to your assessment. Hey, if it was by your assessment alone, perhaps I will not even stand before you as a pastor. Reverend, I will not qualify. Do you understand? But the scripture says, God says, God says, I will give you pastors according to my heart. Not according to your heart. Not according to your feelings. Not according to your assessment. Not according to your, your desires. But it says, I will give you pastors according to my heart. Who shall feed you with knowledge and understanding? Amen. Amen. So, beloved, I am telling you, take it from me. I preach it as your pastor. Anna, mm. the servant of God that God sends to you. Amen. Take him seriously. Amen. When he's looking for you, don't hide. Amen. When he's ministering, listen. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Right. When he advises you, Take it as a servant of God has taken, has given me this advice. You don't understand, but you are taking it. And God will bless you. Amen. God will do great exploits. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Powerful. What a word. Powerful. Let us bow our heads for a word of prayer. Father, we are grateful and thankful. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you for Anna, your prophet Sunday. We thank you, Father, for the servants that you have given us. We thank you, Lord, that you look upon our needs. You look upon us and you chose for us a pastor according to your own heart. We pray, Lord, that you give us receiving hearts to receive the servant that you have given us in the name of Jesus. Place in us a heart, place in our hearts a place to honor. Give us a desire to honor, true honor. Anna, not from outwardly, but Anna from our hearts. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for this moment. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, with all eyes closed and every head bowed, I want to pray for everyone who is listening to me, who is not born again, and you are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus as my Savior. I want to give my life to Jesus. If that is you, you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior, wherever you are, just say this prayer with me. Put your hand on your heart and just say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Thank you for dying for me. I come to you. I come just as I am. Just as I am. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me with your blood. Wash me with your blood. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, I welcome you into my life. I welcome you into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Lord. Be my Master. Be my Master. Be my Savior. Be my Savior. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Please write my name. Please write my name in the book of life. In the book of life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, 
Jesus. For saving me today. For saving me today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Sing, Sean. have been blessed with this powerful message come and worship with us on the zoom platform with id number 823-299-84436 every sunday at 12 p.m eastern standard time god richly bless you